parts, whatever. But like literally the day we came, like Captain already had like two employees two waiting employees for us. Ready. We already he already hired like two people that day, and they were at our apartment that we were gonna use as our office until we got an actual office. Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Kreider. Today we're sitting down with two guys who have been on the podcast before. Y'all know that I don't do many repeat guests, but these guys are absolutely crushing it at such a young age, I just had to have them back on. So. Quinton and Yelvin. If those names sound familiar to you, these two guys started Choose Pristine and launched the course 30 Day SMMA. Okay, so when I was at Funnel Hacking Live, the ClickFunnels event, uh, probably close to four or five months ago now, over in Nashville, Tennessee, I got to sit down with these guys and interview them in person to hear their story because at that point, they had made roughly $800,000 uh, in the first three months of 2019, okay? They were absolutely crushing it with this course that they had just started selling uh, with a webinar. So we, in that episode, in that past episode, we dove kind of deep into the idea of social media marketing and starting an agency because that's something that they're very passionate about. And then we talked a little bit about launching a course and what those early stages were looking like for them. At this point in time, they are right around that $2 million in revenue mark for their course, and they are scaling very rapidly, okay? We're gonna be talking about how they actually have two offices now, like real offices with over 20 full-time employees, which absolutely blows my mind. These guys, I didn't even mention, they're 19 and 21 years old. So they are definitely not the demographic you would expect to be employing over 20 people full-time and have two offices literally across the world, which is, it, it just blows my mind. So I want to have these guys back on the show to really update you guys on how they have scaled from, again, 800,000 to now this 2 million mark, but really how to just like get started with info products, okay? Because they are obviously having a lot of success here in the information products uh, being things that you, when you sell information, so having a course, having an ebook, having some kind of digital thing that you can sell multiple times to multiple people and scale from there. So we're gonna be talking about info products and how you can start to incorporate info products into your business. I'm super stoked for this. These guys dropped some amazing, amazing wisdom throughout the interview. I always enjoy sitting down and chatting with them. So without further ado, let's welcome Quentin and Yovan to Young Smart Money. All right, Quentin and Yovan, welcome back to Young Smart Money. How are y'all doing today? We are, good. we are doing well. Happy to be here, man. It's good to see you again. Good for yeah. a round two. Round two. <laughs> I'm excited. There aren't many guests that I've had back on the show for round two, so y'all should feel honored. Um, it's not something that I get yeah, out lightly, so <laughs> I'm super stoked to dive yeah. into this. But where we left you guys off with last time, basically fill, fill our listeners in right now with like a quick snapshot of where y'all are at in time right now. So we currently have two offices, one in Serbia, one in Pakistan. We're just about to hit the $2 million mark um, with the course. Um, and yeah, and we got like 20 employees, 20 employees now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. So last time we had y'all on the show, um, we talked about how y'all were able to start this social media marketing agency and then grow a course into a place where y'all had almost reached that million dollar mark. That was a few months ago at the click funnels event. And clearly y'all have been just scaling since then. So for our listeners that, um, didn't catch that episode one, go back and listen to that. But two, um, where'd you guys get started? Like, where did the two of you who are now, um, what, like 19, 21, 22 years old, um, where did y'all get started with the whole world of, of, of online business? Uh, all right. So basically it was just, uh, <clears throat> getting into the, the online world. It was kind of a, a necessity at the time because, uh, I was dead broke living in my mom's basement and I didn't want to work a regular job. So I said, you know what? I'm a Google, how to make money online and kind of found my way into a few things. And then uh, the actual business I wrote, I went down was social media marketing to begin with, but it was more of just a necessity. I need to make money. So 
I'm going to learn how to make money online. Hundred percent. Jovan, what about you? Yeah, no, that's about it. I have a similar story. I just had to make some money, dude. I got a parking ticket, got my car towed. Uh, once I paid that and I paid the parking fine, I had like five bucks left. Drove home crying like a little bitch, and uh, I decided that night I'm gonna, I'm gonna start making money for the rest of my life, and that was it. That was the three and a half years ago. And here we are. I love it, man. Hitting those turning points. So um, what I want to dive into in this episode is, is the online course side of things. Cause clearly you guys have been scaling that massively um, since the last time we talked and a lot of young listeners are hitting me up, asking me about the info product space and how they can start to see some success there. So um, first of all, give us an idea of, of when you started your course and, and how that looked in sort of like the launch phase. Yeah, so we built our course back in September. That was the first uh, first course we ever made. That was the first version of the course as well. Uh, you know, we launched the webinar in, uh, in January, beginning of January. Uh, once we launched the webinar, that's what really uh, picked up the course sales. Mm-hmm. And then once that was happening, we kind of saw that, you know, we have we have a sick funnel here, but, you know, the, the product itself, there's something wrong with it because there was a lot of people complaining about it. So what we then went ahead and did was um, around April, we went ahead and restructured the course. We re-recorded the entire course, actually, like a brand new, wow. literally brand new course, everything different. Um, and then, and then, yeah, that's, that's, and, that's yeah. It. And since having that, we made it just such a better course that now we're uh, still at scale. And then now we're getting just happier people who want to buy more from us. And that was the, the key point. We first didn't worry about having a perfect course, of course, mm-hmm. right? You just want to launch it. Yeah. And once we got it going, it was good. We're getting successful students. Then we took a step back made our product better and then now it's making our our entire business just better overall. Mm, I love that so much because man, yeah, you got to make sure that your customers are satisfied coming back for more um, and and spreading those success stories. Because if you don't have success stories, you're not going to run a successful info product. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So um, when you were getting that, you you said you had a little bit of negative feedback at first with the, with the course itself, maybe not negative feedback, but like room for improvement. Um, When did you, when did you realize that like that required you to take some action? Like, like were you just hearing this time and time again or what did that look like? <laughs> it was more so yeah, our customer support. Yeah. Mm. It was, it was, it was like a lot of unnecessary work. Like we were just putting in. Here's the thing. This. Here's the thing. It was a great course for someone that was actively looking for a course for social media marketing. Like if someone was actively searching for a social media marketing, uh, like agency course, then it, and that's what our original, our original traffic was, our Instagram and YouTube. Those people love the course, man. Like they all said like, yo, this is the coolest show I've ever been to. There's so much actual value in this that like this, you guys are the fucking shit. And then what happened was once we started scaling up, we started getting different types of people into the course. Mm. And that is when the problem came. So this is like too much information. It was mainly beginners. It was mainly like it's too much information. It's overwhelming because they're learning this literally for the first time versus someone who was actively searching for it. Um, and that's what that caused the, the whole thing. And that's kind of how we figured out that people were telling us basically, yo, this is too much. Hmm. Super interesting. And yeah, y'all were able to listen to that yeah. feedback. How long did it take you to like redo the entire thing? So because we had a, a it was a small team at the time back there was when we first came to Serbia, we only had, I think like what, three employees, three, yeah. three employees. So basically we had, uh, took us about what, five days to record. Uh, and in terms of the actual production down to like, it was a, over a hundred plus videos. I think that was executed like within a week as well. Yeah. So a total of two weeks. Um, and then it was better than what we did the first time. Cause it was like 15 hour days of us editing, us exporting, us recording this time we were in a position to have a team. So we only had to record, which made mm-hmm. the whole process just more enjoyable. 
Wow. Like how, obviously you had that system there and you had some people in place, but like getting over a hundred videos recorded in like a, a one to two week span seems kind of crazy. So like, do you have any, any advice or like strategies? Like how are you doing that? We got planning. some, we got some good systems, bro. Yeah. yeah. Planning and, and systems. Yeah. One of it was definitely planning for this one. Um, basically what really helped man is that we literally just had, and this was like probably the biggest thing that helped make it so fluid. First of all, we had a shooter and an editor. So that whole, whole part was already outsourced. But more importantly, we had literally one Google document. It was about nine pages long. Or like 17 pages long. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was way long. Oh, okay. Apparently 17 pages long. Oh yeah, because we printed it. Yeah. 17 pages long. Um, and we literally just put like day one, we had like what the lesson's going to be, what the action's going to be. And then day two, here are the three lessons. Here are like three action steps. And that is basically like how the entire course is built. And it was all laid out for us, pre-planned, and we just executed on it. Mm -hmm. Huh. So, so with like three lessons and like three action steps, was each lesson had an action step or were those different pieces? Yeah. So the way we reorganized it was each day. Sometimes it's like five lessons. Sometimes it's only two lessons, but every lesson is followed by a separate video with a step-by-step -step action yeah. on exactly what to do. So an action huh. step based on what you, mm -hmm. literally every single video yeah. is followed by an action step. Huh? I love it. So it's like, yeah. here's the information and then here's how to apply it. Yeah. So now like they can't get mad at us saying like you gave us too, too much information because mm -hmm. we said, yeah, but each piece of information we told you here's how to, how to use on. it. Yeah. yeah. Here's how you use it yeah. and how you use it effectively. That's huge. So were y'all looking at other courses for inspiration or like how did you get that idea and like the other ideas for how to like structure your course and make it most effective? We just like our, our customers. It was the feedback. Yeah. Feedback. It was mm. just the feedback. They were, they didn't tell us like, create us action steps, but they were saying like, Oh, we saw that's what they needed. Or, yeah. yeah we, so we, we found the problem and then this was the solution to create. Yeah. Hmm. Absolutely. So now I want to dive a little bit more into like the marketing side of things of the course. Cause uh, there's, there's a lot of people that message me and they're like, I started this info product. I'm selling this ebook, this course, whatever. And I don't know how to get it out in front of people. And I think you guys are a great example of that because, um, when you started off, um, you guys didn't have a very big, like social following, correct? Like under 10,000. Yeah, we still don't. I don't even have 10K followers on Instagram. I can't swipe up. <laughs> I can't swipe. Yeah, so, so talk to the young listener because that's an excuse that I hear time and time again. They're like, man, I, I want to sell this thing. I have this product. I can't sell it because I don't have a following. So what do you guys say to that objection? Yeah, it's your say. You're letting, you're allowing yourselves to say, I can't do this when that's not facts whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So we made at a, uh, with under like 10,000 followers, we made 18 grand in one month just through our Instagram alone. Mm -hmm. So for those that say you can't do it, it's a lie. Cause I had like 4,000 followers. Yovan had like, like 11 K and like, we had like a thousand or 2000 subscribers on YouTube mm -hmm. and we made 18 grand. Yeah. How, like what, what were you doing yeah. that other people, other people aren't doing? Yeah. So, so for example, so if someone, if someone right now wants to sell a course, for example, but they don't have either a, a following or B, like they don't know how to do ads, um, dude, you literally just start with organic, man. I would literally just do pick one, maybe two platforms, pick YouTube, definitely pick YouTube and pick Instagram or Twitter, right? Pick one of those two. Um, you start posting organic there. It'll probably take like two to three months for like some traction to start picking up when that does happen though you'll see you're getting like, like targeted DMS, like people are DMing you like actual followers that are like interested in what you're saying and like what you're doing. Right. At that point you can start putting together an info course. Okay. Um, like I pre-sell it, but sorry, but at that point you can start like doing stuff. Right. And then once you've built the course and once you'll get a couple sales here and there through your, through your organic stuff that you've built in the past three months, 
Then what you do is you use those profits and then you start playing around. Maybe now you want to start putting, putting those profits back into your organic or into paid traffic if you want to scale up that way. So now you have least generated profit from what you want to, to scale further. Mm. 100%. You, mm-hmm. So as and far then as it's, it's possible, yeah. like, like with that, like you might not be making like 10 grand right away, but you might get your first two or three sales. And now look, you made just over a thousand dollars. And then when you have a thousand dollars, you can actually go, go and use that. hundred percent. And I think a lot of people just aren't focused as much as they should be on actually engaging with people and really making those connections early on. They just don't see the numbers there and they don't associate. Like, uh-huh. even if you have like 2000 followers, that's like 2000, like, most of them are going to be ideally real people um, that, that are following you and that are interested in you. So I think, I think looking like seeing it not as a group, but like a group of individuals um, that are, that are interested in what you're talking about is, is, is big. Exactly. And then you said it perfectly there. It was like a small audience, but we were engaged with them and like, they liked us and we spent the time with them. And then that's why we were able to say, Hey, like, do you want to buy our course? And people were saying, yes, like take my credit card. Like I really, really want to buy this, even though they did not know us. But we just built that relationship through like Instagram stories, you know, Absolutely. And in our case, that's what. So when it comes to paid traffic, what platforms do you guys uh, focus on most right now? Uh, so we mainly focus on um, Instagram, Facebook, and then Google and YouTube. Okay. Um, what can you give us some kind of idea of like how much money y'all are pumping into these right now? How much we're, we're spending on ads or yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think our monthly ad spend averages between 200 to like 300,000 basically. Yeah. It depends on like some days we're spending over 10,000, but other days we're like a little lower and we're spending like four to like $8,000. Mm-hmm. So we're at least about at least 200,000 a month. Quarter mil, a quarter mil a month. Yeah. 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 Crazy numbers, crazy numbers. So talk to the young listeners just getting started with paid yeah. traffic and thinks that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Um, how did you get started? Like, when did you decide that it was time to move from organic to start using some paid traffic? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, with that, we, we decided, um, it was when we, um, decided like, yo, so like they got a course here, like we're selling it one way, which is through organic, right. But the thing with organic, it takes time, right. It's, 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 it's a long play thing. So we decided, okay, we, we, that's what I was saying. We've already generated a profit with the course at this point. We had already pulled, like, I think probably around 40,000 with the course. Yeah. Okay. Um, but keep in mind, like throughout those months that we pulled out 40,000, like most of it was spent. Like we spent it on like our living expenses and shit like that. But regardless, that was when um, we decided, okay, we got this people selling it through organic, but look at all these people that are selling it through like these ads, right? You look at Sam Ovens, Kevin, David, we saw there's people selling courses through ads. And so that's when, you know, we said, okay, let's, let's see, let's, let's hack their funnels basically. Let's see what they're up to and let's run some paid traffic and let's make some fucking money. <laughs> because, because when you see people like that, we're making 40,000 in like two months and they're doing 40 to like $80,000 a day. Yeah. And then back then, and in our mindset, the way we're thinking, we're like, that's not even possible, but like, maybe we can start making like a thousand dollars every single day. And then once we reach there, maybe we'll start making like thousand dollars every hour. Now we're making like 10, 20, 30, $40,000 a day, which we've done. Crazy stuff. So like when you were getting started, um, were you focused on one platform or, or were you kind of across all these different four platforms? In terms of like in terms uh, of ads. the ads, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we dabbled uh, amongst everything, but we primarily focused just on one platform so that way we can just like get good at it. And once we get good at that, 
start focusing on scaling up and starting a separate vertical, completely different. Cause you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. We want to have like a good built basket and then let's build a second one, a third, fourth, fifth, and then to scale that one. For sure. So was your first vertical Facebook, YouTube? Uh, so our first one that we uh, primarily focused on was Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and IG too. Like, yeah. With uh, we did like a lot of swipe ups and stuff like that. Like that's uh, that's that's cheap. Uh, like those are those cheap 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 traffic. Yeah. And especially because we had a good profile at the time, the Instagram like we were focused on bringing in followers and just people to our page because back then we were focusing heavily on like selling through our social like directly through our Instagram, unlike we are right now. Huh. So when you were doing that, I mean, do you have any advice for the young listener who started off, who's just starting off in paid traffic, who wants to um, start making some money with Facebook ads, say they have a product that they're trying to sell and they want to start incorporating paid traffic, sort of put that gasoline on the fire. Um, Do you have any advice for, for getting started? Yeah, I'd say good luck. (laughs) Good luck (laughs) and test. Just be willing to spend money. (laughs) You know, <laughs> and like, yeah, this is very good. Good like, luck. We've had man. some stuff where we got like a bit of luck, but also with skill. But then there's been times, even though like we know what we're doing, pay traffic. Pay traffic just always down. pay traffic, man. It's like you never know what can you can expect. And if you want to become good at it, you're gonna have to spend a lot of money at it. That's just the reality of it. So if you want to, if you want to, someone wants to dabble into it, spend definitely money. do it. But just realize that you're not gonna become great at it until you spend a lot of money, whether that's your money or someone else's money. Mm. That's the truth, man. And like starting like an SMMA can be a great way to get that, that, that experience of like how to run paid traffic when it's not your own money on the line. Cause a lot of young listeners don't have that kind of money to just pump into this stuff. Yeah. And that's why social media marketing is such a great business. Cause just use this as like your starting base to like make some money. And we always say this. Cash. We always say this, like don't do SMA forever. Like don't be that guy who's stuck making like 10, 10,000 bucks a month. Like some people will, but like just use this to generate cash, right? Generate that cash, learn these skills, learn how to sell, learn how to communicate with people, learn how to run traffic, and then branch that off into your next avenue that you're going down, whether it's e-commerce, info products, you do a whole different, like whatever happens to be affiliate marketing, just like, this is just a, such a great starting point doing SMA, no, like such a low barrier to entry, no previous experience, no money required. You just need to start, you just need to convince someone to pay you mm-hmm. and then run their Facebook ads. Straight up. So I want to, I want to talk with you guys about building your team because at this point you said you have what, like 20 employees right now? 20, like uh, if we were to do math, it's probably like 22 or 21 full time. Like, yeah. Wow. So that's, that's significant. You guys have two offices now as well. So when did that start? Like when did you bring on your first person? Um, so the scale, it's like with a lot of things, very, very slow. And then it just like started picking up uh, (laughs) like that. Uh, so we hired our first one. When did we come to Serbia, Cashman? Beginning of March? Yeah, March. Beginning of March. Like, we came like mid-March, whatever. But like literally the day we came, like Cashman already had like two employees two, two waiting employees for us. Ready. We already hired, he already hired like two people that day and they were at our apartment that we were going to use as our office until we got an actual office. Yeah, we thought we could work out of like our, our home. Yeah. <laughs> and then started, like that two people, then we hired like another one. And then basically at the beginning, we, we were going really, really slow with our hiring. Uh, and then what really, really changed is we just realized like, let's just hire more people mm-hmm. and get people to do everything that we yeah. want to do. Like we had hired like three, four people at the point, but we were like stuck with these three, four people for like a couple of weeks. And then we, just, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but we just realized, yo, like, let's just hire more people so we don't have to do anything. Yeah. And then that's what we started doing. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, that, you know, we're at the point where like, we are comfortable 
outsourcing everything. Like we even have our personal lives like outsourced. Yeah. We have a person who deals with like our own like like everything. Like anything like, like myself, Yovan or Mark over there, yeah. like someone operates our like we like if there's no soap in the thing, bro, in the in the bottle squeezer, soap. someone's somewhere replaces it for us. <laughs> like if we run out of paper towels, someone does that too. Like every everything in our personal life, like our cleaning, laundry, food delivery, like everything has been outsourced. And then and then even with the business, like I can literally spend a week and I don't have to show up in the office. I can just slack people from my laptop. I just use Slack, bro. It's like this. <laughs> That's the Slack. Yeah. Like you even saw like, we, like Nevena called you telling saying we were running late because mm. she knew we were running late. So she's like, oh, I'm just going to tell Apple like 30 to 10 minutes late and be real. So what, what like, do you guys do? Like what does a typical day look like? We call ourselves, we call ourselves like operators. official operators. Bro. That's our, our role in the company. So yeah, so we do our day-to-day -day operations because there's just like right now, like we're, we're basically our, our, we operate our people and what that means is we are looking to always find better people and then make our current people more efficient and make sure they just love what they're doing. That's a big focus on what mm -hmm. we're doing and we consistently do that. That's our day-to-day -day finding the problem mm -hmm. with that with our people. And the second thing is, okay, how can we just grow our company? So it's taking that like CEO approach, stepping back and figure out what's the next product, what's the next next uh, like uh, media we're going to try doing or what's the next like thing within our business what's yeah. the new department because we don't just hire people now like we hire departments like what's the next department is mm -hmm. it going to be business it's intelligence gonna be data, is it going to be yeah. data is it going to be a larger customer support slash student success like Reporting, that's how we're yeah. like growing our company because we're at the point now just put it to two million dollar in revenue we're now thinking the point like hey we need to get to 30 million what's the fastest most efficient way to get that done mm -hmm. absolutely crazy so when you were hiring your first person, like what, what were those first two people doing that, that you had waiting for you? Um, were they like content people? Were they support people? Number one was assistant, uh, which was Z at the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Assistant. Yeah. Cause he was doing even yeah. daily stuff. Assistant. So assistant slash project manager, like role. Yeah. Uh, video editor slash shooter. Um, third was customer, customer support. support. And then fourth was like an actual like personal assistant. Yeah. Like wow. he's our get shit done or like shout out at him. Like, 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 he, like you need a visa, bro. Like you tell him Marco, we need a visa. He gets you a visa. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So like, how did you, how did you decide like what to bring on first and how did you know who to bring on for that position? We didn't know. That, that was the big thing. It was like, we didn't know the answer, but we, we looked at our current situation yeah. and figured out, okay, here's like, the, here's this the, is what we're going to need. We didn't know what we needed first, but we knew what we needed. So yeah. we knew we needed this, 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 and this. Yeah. Like we, we knew we had these like seven things in our head, but, and then we just ended up finding those three first, for example. Yeah. Hmm. So what did you look for when you were hiring a person? Cause like, it sounded like these people you hired, like without even meeting them in person first, right? Yeah. So, 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 so the first couple we, um, you, you go ahead. Yeah. So our first couple, Marco did the, the full hiring. Uh, this was just Upwork. Both of our first two people were through Upwork, um, or three people were through Upwork. So that was just kind of like post, post like a job posting. Yeah. I'm looking for this. And like it was a very basic, it was very like, yeah, basic and, way of, of hiring. Cause we didn't know what we were doing and we and just like wanted the first person we could get. Cause we were desperate at the time for like a, a yeah, employee. Or just a human person. Like we need to help. Yeah. We just, someone needs to do this work and it can't be us. Yeah. Which ended up making like the whole hiring process actually like inefficient in a way because mm. we were just hiring like a person. Right. 
but the way we redesigned our hiring system, Jovan and I did that, it was a month ago now. We built this, yeah, yeah like minute, like while we were fully, in Amsterdam. Yeah, while we were in Amsterdam, it took us like three, four days. Three, like four, 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 days. four days, four full days. And we fully automated our entire hiring process down to the point. Yeah, I like that look on your face. <laughs> down to the point where we have um, everyone, like we have a whole bunch of applications come in and then Jovan and I only need to step in at the final stage, but at the final stage, it's just a matter of going over the final details. Like we already know we want to hire them. It's just how much salary do you want and what are the terms and conditions that you need for? Because we, we eliminate ourselves. We have people come in, we have someone pre-screen the resumes. Then uh, when someone pre-screens the resumes, we move them to different parts in our, in, in like our system. And each part has, sets up like a sequence of like automation. So to automatically email them saying you weren't hired, but hey, we have this or, bringing you on to the next stage and it gets to the point where we never even sit down with an interview we do just quick like two three four five minute phone calls max just to get a feel for the person if you like them learn exactly what they're good at then you sit down on the interview but when you go on the face-to-face -face, like zoom call like you already want to hire them it's just the fine details mm -hmm. that you have to go over. wow because that's how much we've pre-screened them yeah pre -screened, yeah so now that allows us when we hire someone it's just a matter of do they fit in with yeah. our culture yeah. like our team like our company mm -hmm. we know they can do the work. because we've automated the pre-screening process yes. yeah <laughs> talk to talk cool. to us about yeah. those systems man because you all have some crazy crazy systems in place like completely automated hiring like just just some crazy stuff so like how how do you think about systems creating systems and like putting them in place in your business yeah, so I mean, we use a lot of a lot of Zapier, a lot of Active Campaign. We've been using it for like over over a year now, just even within our SMA and just getting getting used to those tools and 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 so we we use those uh, internally, but also for external use, and we, and we use those simple tools to just see like what we can automate in our business. And you said that right. It's just looking and thinking, what can we automate? Not everything works, or not everything's done like right the first time, but it's just thinking. If like I'm doing this more than once, there's got to be a way to like automate, maybe not the whole thing, but at least part of mm -hmm. it. And then the way to just execute on that is just actually do it and just try automating mm -hmm. and creating mm -hmm. those systems. 100%. So when you're bringing people onto your team, um, I'm assuming this isn't probably as big of an issue anymore, but like when you were just getting started, did you ever worry that like they're not going to care as much as you guys do or they're not going to like do it as well as you guys would do it yourselves? Never. I never worried. I, at the beginning, I don't even know if I was like aware of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't recall. No. I don't think so. But what's really? crazy now is, yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it wasn't like a thought. It wasn't a thought. Yeah, it wasn't a thought. But like now, uh, we, we constantly sit down with like each one of our team members, each one of our employees, just like see how they're doing, everything like that. And every time we've sat down with like the people, they've told us like they love what they're doing and they feel like they're actually participating and are a part of the company. So like our copywriter, feels like he's playing his part just as much as like our customer support agents. That's literally like a 10th of the price. Mm -hmm. That's wacky, man. That's really, that's really fascinating. Yeah. And it's because we're hiring great people and doing everything possible to make sure that they love what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's the great place. And dude, you should so see like how many, oh, yeah, go ahead. so they like perform as efficiently as possible. Yeah. And want to perform. And want like that people, people are eager like they want to work like they show up to work six days a week and they'll stay in the office till like 8 9 10 yeah. 11 p.m when they start at 9 a.m even though we're not there wow how do you like inspire that in people like how do you bring that out of someone to get them that passionate about what they're doing um yeah so i think first of all you gotta you gotta set up the right the right environment for them okay Agreed. um and you have to you have to basically make them make them feel as if like 
Like the, the, like a chunk of this is theirs, mm-hmm. which it is. Because without them, and we let them know, like without you, like, like you're we contributing. would not have been able to do this. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, Yovan talked about this yesterday because we sent out videos to our team to like always teach them to always improve them. He talked about every single person's role in the company is to generate revenue in some type of way. And as soon as we tell them that and we let them know, like even if you're doing customer support, you are generating revenue in some way, just as much as like our video editors, just as much as our copywriters, just as much as everyone. Hmm. So like getting, getting that common purpose is, is big. Yeah, yeah. Common purpose. And dude, like taking like last week, we had like one kid work 76 hours last week, bro. 76 hours. 76 and then like our, 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 uh, like, like current, like operating manager, he's, he were, he puts in 60 to 70 hours on a weekly basis. Same with our, our head of content, bro. They're working like 60, 70 hours a week. Not because we told them, yo, you got to work this much. We, we tell them because they want to, like they, they just do it because they, they want to do that. And, and it's, it's because they feel like they're a part of this. It's not just like myself, Jovan, and, and Mr. Cashman who are like in charge and do the only decisions. Like we make them a part of the business. We get uh, feedback from them. We get mm-hmm. them to make decisions in the business. Like they make more important decisions. Than us. They make more, more important decisions on a weekly basis than we do. But wow. when we make a decision, we make like the big ones, yeah. but they're not as frequent. Like they, we literally like they, we give it, we give them that, that control. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's cool. something I think a lot of people are afraid to do is like hand over that control to, to other people. Well, and that's like, they taking how much like our gifts done or like our, our, our assistant, like we've literally showed, like he's in our lives. Like he knows everything about us. And because of that, he's striving. Like he tells us like, he'll do anything for us. Like we can call him a Sunday night at 11 PM and he'll be here as soon as like the taxi arrives at his house. Cause he feels like he has the purpose and that's the huge thing. Like you're, you're, like people don't like before we were like all oh, company culture. Like, yeah, we worry about that later. Let's just make some money without that. Like we would not be able to sustain the growth. Like you need your people and you need your people to love what they do and feel like they're a part of your entire business, no matter what their position is. Whether you pay them two bucks an hour or $300 an hour, they need to feel like they're paying, playing a part. hundred percent, hundred percent. So at this point, like, like you guys, I feel like there's, there's a couple different like routes people can go when they go down the info product route. Like they can go like the Kevin David route, be like super lean. I mean, that dude's got like a ton of VAs, but I don't know if he has, he has like one or two like salaried workers. Um, and he has like pretty low overhead. I mean, he doesn't have an office. He like works out of his house. Um, but then you guys have gone on sort of the other route with like getting these offices, um, having full-time staff. So what made you want to go down that route um, rather than something that was more lean and had less overhead? Dude, I was literally telling that we were talking about this the other day. I brought up the fact that, yo, like taking like out of all the entrepreneurs, like on YouTube, like we're, we're in the small minority where like we decided like, let's just not be like the, the entrepreneur with the hundred thousand subscribers that makes like 30, 40 K a month. Let's be the entrepreneurs that like open up like a fucking company with two offices in it, across the world and fucking scale to a hundred million dollars instead. And that's possible you know? with the team. You like, I, I, someone proved me wrong, but you cannot do that running a business yeah. out of your house yeah. with just like being it's not yeah. like sustainable. Yeah. And so like, so back to like, so Kevin David, I, I am impressed at the fact that like he is a one man show and he's like done it all with, with VAs. Like that, that, that is sick. Yeah. Um, I just don't know like how far like he can take that, how long you can, you can, you can keep growing the way, the way that, that he's growing. It's the sustained growth. You can, you can grow quick. And if we just kept it, the three of us and got like two, three VAs, oh couple months ago, we'd still be making money, right? Yeah. But we just wouldn't, now we have the foundation that can take us past that like 10, 20 mil mark. And that's also why like we looked at like the competition. We see Sam Ovens. Sam Ovens has got a fucking office. He's making 30 mil, 
30 mil a year. Grant Cardone has an office. He's making hundreds of millions. Gary Vee has an office. Let's get a fucking office. <laughs> like, like people don't believe it. Like, like when we say like we spend a quarter million at least a month on ads, right? Like the, our, our monthly employee cost currently it's $30,000 a month. Really? $1,000 a day we drop on our employees and that's only going up. But like, that's cool. Like, I love that. Like I posted on my, I went live today on Instagram and I was like, I love the fact that like I'm spending like a grand on this person. Like mm-hmm. in a week, we just pay seven grand out to our team every single Sunday. And I love that. And it's like, no, that's no commissions of, either. Yeah. That's not even you know, or commission. <laughs> commissions. Like that's yeah. an extra 40,000 a month. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy. That's, that's fascinating. Like money and you can go like, honestly, to the yeah. like you're, you're, yeah. you can literally look at any successful businessman. They all, there's no, there's no multi-million dollar corporation that doesn't have a team. Yeah. So is that, is that and the vision like becoming a, like a huge, huge thing? Because yeah, I, we're putting our efforts into this, so we can step away. Everything like I'm trying to outsource myself. Jovan's like, the same. Here, so is I want to outsource everything. Like here's how I look at it: If I want to be a solo entrepreneur, I can be a solo entrepreneur at the age of like 50 or 60, yeah. right? Like I can't build a fucking multi-million-dollar corporation from scratch when I'm 50 or 60. I just don't think I'll be able to. I'd rather do it now, and then maybe if I want to be a solo entrepreneur, I'll, I'll do that later. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's wild, man. That's wild. So like, what's, what's coming next for you guys? Like, it seems like this project right now is, is scaling pretty rapidly. Um, are you guys going to introduce like other products, other services? Like what, what's next? It's, it's growing quick, but it's also very fragile at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's like a, it's like Especially a, in this space. What? Especially like with how we're operating. Yeah. It's just the way it's set up and, and that's just something that we'll, we'll fix with time. And I'm sure many of their businesses like this but like right now it's just fragile so we have before we can like scale like super fast or start like a new business for like something like that we just gotta like fix like this, this make sure like everything like is like this yeah. instead of just like like this yeah. you know yeah like we're here that's a good example like, we're here but i want to be in, like everything locked. meshes but yeah. it, it doesn't lock yeah and that's the way to put it same place. um so that's like the next focus is not like like we tried we we re- no one would give us a loan like we were just right on cash flow because paypal was holding like half a million dollars from us so like we were supposed to have that cash available, which we don't, um, and no bank would give us a loan because our business was not over two years old, like some bullshit, right? Yeah. So what we did was we moved up another business and then we generated, how much did we do? Probably like 20, 25,000 yeah, 25, like, USD in like two in weeks, like two weeks yeah. just to generate like some cash for us. And that like- To generate cash for our other business. For other business, yeah. <laughs> and then we stopped that because we, because even just diversifying just a little bit, we weren't able to go hundred percent into our current business. So let's do that. Let's get that to be able to run at a hundred million dollars a year. Then let's start working on something else. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, like you guys are a prime example of, of, like the opposite of what most people are doing. Like I talk to most other young people out there who shoot me a DM on Instagram and they're trying Shopify, they're trying Amazon, they're trying SMMA, they're trying like uh, Facebook ads, they're trying like all these different things. But you guys are like the epitome of like focusing on one thing. Like you guys are taking this one thing to like the moon, um, which is which is super empowering and I think is really um, beneficial for a lot of young people to hear that. Yeah, and the best reason why is because like don't put all your effort and your time into a bunch of these little things because you're always going to be dealing with like a bunch of little things, right? 
I'd rather put everything into this and then get to the point, like I said, where we can actually step away from this business, still produce, still pay us. And then let's worry about building the next one. Like I want to build things. I don't just want to have little businesses. Yeah. Like, I want empires. Like, yeah. I want to operate. Like, I want to own the entire eight floors of the building to house every yeah. single one of our employees. Yeah. Wild. Wild. And dude, and dude, just to give, just to give another analogy for that. Like, imagine like you want to become, you want to become like, so that's the thing, right? If you diversify your focus on, let's say across four or five different businesses, right? Like yeah. Shopify, Amazon, SMA, whatever. Right. But you want to become a great entrepreneur and, and your, your end goal is to make money. Right. So, so, if you were to, if you were to become, let's say you wanted to become a professional basketball player, like what would you do every day? You'd be in the gym shooting basketballs inside the, the hoop. Like that's what you would literally do every day. If you want to become a great basketball player. So if you want to become a great entrepreneur, you have to do one thing. Like you have to get good at one doing like one thing. And then like, you, once you get good at doing that, you'll learn another thing within that. And then that's how you'll figure out one business and you can scale that that way. Yeah. Mm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, why, why was uh, info products like the thing for you? Like, why did you decide to go with info products? Uh, in short, like quick, simple answer answers because we modeled other successful people and we saw people were successful with info products. So let's be successful with info products. Hmm. Who, who are some of the people I know you mentioned like Sam ovens a couple times, but like, who are some of the people that you look up to? Uh, it's like three people. Then we like who? Uh, we said the seat. So it was uh, said Sam Ovens. Who's the other one? Um. Oh, so we said so. So look up. Yes, yeah, so look yeah. up to. We said we said Mr. Sam Ovens yeah. and then uh, Alex Becker. Alex Becker. Yeah. And then I just I've just, just some about Uncle G. Uncle, Uncle G. G's got a spot in my heart. Grant Cardone, like especially <laughs> like the way he like. Cause right now we're building our sales team. Like I'm gonna have a better sales team than Grant Cardone. Mm -hmm. and, like this is documented yeah, 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 on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. If we say we're gonna do something, yeah. it's gonna be done. So Grant Cardone, I will have better sales team than you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Sam Ovens and Alex Becker, those are two guys that I'm watching very closely right now as well. Um, they're definitely like they. I you guys seem like very much on the same wavelength, same wavelength as as both of them in terms of like where your goals are and what you're focused on. Yeah, it's the same wavelength, and that's why I really uh, what's that word? I really like not attract, but what's the like uh, gravitate? I really gravitate towards what they're saying because I'm seeing and I see a lot of parallels with literally what they're what they're trying to explain to all these thousands of people on YouTube that aren't understanding. Yeah. I've either experienced it or I'm experiencing it literally right now, which is why I know like 90 percent of the chance, like whatever they're saying, like it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, there's a reason to listen to what they're saying. Yeah. We've proven that so many times because Sam Ovens, who's running like making $30 million a year, he'll explain like a problem. It's like that, that happened last week and we fixed it just like how Sam Ovens <laughs> mm -hmm. said. And I've just seen this video now. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. that's where like, that's why we gravitate towards them because like what they say, like we know it's true. And like, we've seen it time and time again. And like, that's why we like hope people listen to us. Cause like when we say something, it's for reasons, not just to say like some bullshit. 100%. All right, y'all. Well, I've got a couple questions that I want to ask you guys before we wrap up the show. You feeling ready for those? Yeah. All right, perfect. The first thing I'm curious about is um, and I asked you guys this before, and you mentioned um, that you wanted to start your office, but I'm I'm curious on what you guys are now excited about. I know a few months ago it was starting this first office, but like now, like what's what's on the radar? Uh, building a bigger office. That, that's <laughs> mine. That's what I'm. I'm just looking forward to operating. Like I love when I go in the office because like. Sometimes I'll spend an entire day in the office and I'll only spend like an hour on my laptop because mm -hmm. the rest is just dealing with problems, sitting down with people, trying to plan and fix stuff in our business or moving here, watching this, motivating our sales team, helping them with this. Like, I just love it. And like, I just want to do that. Like I want to have like 
You want to you want to not look have to look at your computer screen basically. Yeah, I just at all ever. I just yeah. want to have yeah. this thing off. That's what I'm. That's that's my dream. That's my that's my ideal. That's what I want. What about you? Yeah, yeah, no, same thing, same yeah. thing for sure. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, do y'all have any habits that have served you particularly well um, in your business or lifestyle? It sounds like a lot of that's outsourced at this point, but like, what do you guys do on a routine basis? You don't say no, or that's not that's possible. A, yeah. Huh. Like we're literally at the like. No it's not so much habits. Sorry, one more thing. It's not so much habits. That's the thing. People always want to learn what the habits are and yeah. mimic the habits for success. Yeah. It's really, I'm noticing that it's more so if I had to choose one thing, which what weighs more, I'd say it's mindset weighs more than the habits. I'd yeah. say if it was, it, it might be close, but I'd say maybe 60% is mindset and then to your mind and then 40% is the execution. Mm. Huh. I never thought about it percentage wise, mm -hmm. but I do agree with that. But it's more so like your mindset's the root. And if you don't have like roots, like what's the point of doing the habits? Yeah. If you do these habits to make you successful, but you don't think properly, then like those habits are like literally a waste of time. Like you're just repeating the task and getting literally nothing out of it. Sure. So that's why you just got to change the way you think. And like our biggest way is that everyone tells us no. Like they told us we couldn't get the office. They told us we couldn't ha have 20 people. They told us like you can't make a You can't sign this lease yeah, or like anything you can think of, bro. Someone, they, they, people keep saying no. Literally down to like when we a year ago when we met, they first told us, No, you can't get this apartment. An hour later, Jovan was there with cash in his hand and signed the lease. Literally. And like because <laughs> of that mindset, they tell us no, and I'm just like, No, like that's not true. Yes. That's not true. Yeah, you know, literally, mm. how many times in the office, especially Miroslav, I hope you're watching this Miroslav. Miroslav, he's our operating officer. He literally tells me, No, that can't be done. I'm just Miroslav, get it done. He comes back like an hour later, he's like, It's done. It's <laughs> <laughs> always yeah too many people are saying no i totally totally agree with that and like the mindset is is a must because yeah you can do these behaviors you can mimic what what you see other successful people doing but if you don't understand the why if you don't understand like what that's actually doing for you and and how that's moving you closer to where you want to be it's it's not gonna do anything for you like you're literally just like going through the motion yeah. i agree yeah. All right, y'all. So where can our listeners, if they've been enjoying the massive amounts of wisdom, value everything that y'all have been spitting on this episode today, where can they go to find out more about what y'all are up to and uh, Choose Pristine? So first thing you can do is go on YouTube, search up Choose Pristine. You'll find us there. Um, also, you can hit up our IGs. Mine is uh, Jovan Stojanovic, an underscore. This is Quentin Chad with an underscore. And those are basically the main platforms that you can catch us on. The best place to contact us. Yeah. Awesome. Y'all, I, I just want to say that I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate your time and uh, choosing to spend it here on Young Smart Money. Um, do you have any last closing thoughts, words of wisdom, or anything you want to wrap the show up here with today? Yeah, all the young hustlers listening, like just change the way you think and what you can do is literally limitless. And I know that sounds cliche and stuff, but just literally, just anytime someone tells you no, just turn that no into a yes and you will go so far. Mm -hmm. And listen to us, Sam Ovens and Alex Becker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. there you go that's all that's you it. need and you know, i just want to say man thank you once again man yeah. for having us back here it's I really can't. it's really i, I, I feel honored again yeah bro i really feel, I feel honored, man. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. it's always great talking to you absolutely man we'll have to link up the next time y'all are uh nearby um i know y'all are floating all over the place these days but next time y'all are we'll in yeah. the states or at an event or something let me know and we'll link up we'll for sure man. at fhl when we get the uh two ccx there we go there we go making moves all right well i look forward to it guys it's been a pleasure all right man Thanks, brother. Cheers. Cheers.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Young Smart Money. If you want to support the show, you can do so in three different ways. You can subscribe, you can leave me five, and you can share this episode with a friend. To subscribe, all you got to do is click the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. To leave me five, all you got to do is scroll all the way down to the bottom of the podcast's page for Young Smart Money and click on the write a review button. And to share with a friend, all you got to do is screenshot yourself listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, tag me, and I'll be sure to repost it in my Instagram story as well. I love giving you guys some attention who are listening to the show. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next one.